Hey, pop punk enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you're new here, hey, welcome to the Pop Punk Promo family. I am so excited to have you here. I can't wait to share your new favorite artists with you. That is the goal of Pop Punk Promo. We support small artists in the scene and especially focus on women and members of the LGBTQIA plus community. So these group of people often get swept across in the industry and they don't get the proper promotion and attention that they deserve so that's where pop punk promo steps in we are here to show you the bands that you didn't even know you would love until we brought them to you if you are a recurring listener thank you so much for supporting our mission here at pop punk promo thank you for tuning in every single week and listening to all of the incredible new artists that we have to share with you. And thank you so much for sharing us on social media and just being amazing fans that you are. You guys are seriously amazing and we wouldn't be here without you. If you're interested in supporting Pop Punk Promo further, we do have listener support activated on our Spotify page. If you scroll to the bottom of any of the show notes, it's linked right there. It says support the podcast. You can click it. You can donate a monthly amount of as much or as little as you'd like. Literally 99 cents is perfect. That would mean the world to us. It just helps us keep everything running, make sure we have our equipment up to date, and just keep on providing you the content that you love. We are also working very hard to get our Patreon account actually up and running on a regular rate. I got a little lazy about that and I was not doing a good job, but I am dedicated to it now. I am putting time into our Patreon and I would really love to give you guys some extra perks and benefits for subscribing there. First of all, you can get a featured artist sneak peek if you subscribe to our Patreon every single week on about probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I will release who the featured artist is and the artwork that will be shared on social media ahead of time. And you can see it there. But just make sure you don't go around sharing it. It's for the patrons only. So if you are subscribed, make sure you keep that little secret between us. That featured artist sneak peek comes with every single tier on my Patreon. The pop punk enthusiast is the lowest level starting at $3 a month. If you upgrade to pop punk junkie, which is $5 a month, you also get early access to video interviews and 20% off the pop punk promo merch store. So that is something definitely to get excited about. If you want some t-shirts, if you want some stickers, all of that good stuff to support pop punk promo, you get a 20% discount with the pop punk junkie tier. Now, pop punk powerhouse is the last tier. It is the highest tier and it costs $8 a month. Now this tier is geared more for musicians, songwriters, people who have music that they would like to promote. So you get all the same features that you get in the Pop Punk Junkie tier. However, you do get artist playlist promo and some promo on Instagram for any new singles or any new albums, whatever that is. So if you are a musician looking for a little bit of extra promo, but you've either maybe already been featured on pop punk promo or you're not interested in doing an interview or anything this is a great option for you if you'd like a little bit of promo on social media and on my playlists 
I will be dedicating myself to posting every single week on Patreon, maybe more than once a week, just for fun. We'll see. But for sure, that featured artist sneak peek is coming, and I am going to be more dedicated to getting you guys some video content as well. Maybe I'll even share some TikToks. Who knows? But it's going to be a fun journey. And if you're interested in supporting us that way, that would mean a lot to me. Again, it also helps to just keep make sure things are running the way they should be and I can keep providing you guys incredible content. Okay, pop punk enthusiasts, I am extremely excited about this week's featured artist. You have no idea. This is one that I've been waiting for for a long time and it is a band that I look up to very highly. So strap in, this is going to be an epic interview, but before we get to our featured artist segment, let's get into some pop punk news. Holy hell, pop punk enthusiasts, I have so much news for you guys this week. I feel like the pop punk community literally just came together this week to be like, fuck, we have so much for Sydney to talk about. So we are going to just dive right in and start talking about all of the incredible stuff happening in the scene. The first really big piece of news I have for you guys is Hot Milk's debut album comes out this week, literally tomorrow some of you listening to this might actually it might be friday already so it might be today so their debut album is called a call to the void and i am so freaking pumped for this if you guys have never heard of hot milk before they are a fiery band from the uk hannah me is their lead singer she is insanely talented she is so uniquely herself she's weird she's quirky we love her and everything that they've released so far has had a bit of a dark undertone it's generally very emotional it has a lot of dark themes attached to it and their debut album is nothing short of that a couple months ago the band posted the announcement of the debut album and they shared a bunch of themes and how they feel about the debut album. So the album is going to feature special guests Alice Cooper and Loveless. This is crazy. Those are two names I didn't think I'd be saying in the same sentence, but here we are. And then, of course, featuring the voices of Hannah and Jim, who are the two members, the two lead members of Hot Milk. Now, this is what they have to say about the album. A Call to the Void is a modern analysis of the dichotomy between the darkness of the inner world and the darkness of the outer world, which inform our personal worldviews and realities. Joy, commonality, the exertion of powerful feeling, and energy exist somewhere in between. In this record, we journey through all these feelings, some being specific moments and some being more abstract all of them in relation to being on the premises of trying to understand the dark side and void that exists inside all of us. Cause and effect? Effects turn to cause. There's always a voice in your head telling you to jump for us. That ledge has become worn from our feet. As you can tell by that very long descriptor of the album, it is very dark. It is about the demons inside of you, inside of all of us that we're all battling and dealing with every single day, 
whether or not you see it in the faces of the people around you. And this is going to be so beautiful. And honestly, nothing sums up hot milk better than this. They are the dark king and queen. They are incredible. And this album, I have no doubt, is going to be absolutely amazing, even judging by the lead singles. Horror Show was the very first piece of the album that they shared with us. I love it. It is so cool. And then they shared Party on My Deathbed, Bloodstream, and lastly, Breathing Underwater, which Hannah Mee herself says is the most raw that they have ever been with their songwriting. So clearly this collection of songs means a ton to them. And just judging on these four singles, I just know this is going to be the best Hot Milk album ever. I mean, it's their first album ever. They've had several EPs since then, but this is going to be their best collection of songs by far. With all that being said, make sure you check out Hot Milk's debut album, A Call to the Void. Next up on our new release radar, we've got Taylor Acorn back at it again with a new release of Coma which is actually her newest single, but this time she features Hey Monday's Cassidy Pope on it. This is insane, and a new music video for it actually comes out this week, so make sure you tune into that. Taylor's doing a live stream on YouTube, answering a bunch of questions in the comments, so make sure you're there to get all of your questions answered. We've been getting a lot of behind-the-scenes content from Taylor lately, and it looks like Cassidy Pope was actually a part of the writing process for Coma, which is so cool. She is such an icon in the scene, and I love this dynamic duo so much, and I'm so glad that she invited Cassidy to come sing a part of the song and re-release it together. It is beautiful. It is amazing. The song is available to stream now, but that music video, like I said, comes out on Friday. So make sure you're there to check out the comment section and chat with Taylor for a little bit. And as if Taylor Acorn hasn't been working hard enough lately, she also released a few dates for a small headlining tour across the U.S. And I am so excited, you guys. This is essentially a little test run of a headline tour to see how she does and She'll probably, hopefully, release a much larger amount of dates next year. But for now, the fall tour consists of seven dates across North America. It starts on November 8th in Toronto, Ontario, moving into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, then Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, New York, Atlanta, Georgia, and ending in her hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Remember when I said this is like a test run of a headline for Taylor? Well, I would say she's doing pretty fucking phenomenal because every show is sold out except for Pittsburgh and Atlanta. They have low tickets, but not quite sold out yet. This is incredible, you guys. So I hate to get your hopes up if you heard your city on here and they're sold out, but Taylor is seriously killing it out there she literally put these on sale last week and most of the cities already sold out within a couple hours of the public on sale like this is insane you guys she is selling out these venues she 
is doing the most. So I'm really looking forward to hopefully having a full-length headline tour from her in 2024. But in the meantime, this is the little treat we get. And I will be going to Chicago to see Taylor. I have to. It's like six hours away from my home, but she is literally one of the coolest live performers and such a good friend of mine. And I just love supporting her in every way I can. So you can definitely catch me there if you guys will be in Chicago. Oh, but wait, guys, I'm not done yet. Taylor has more in store for us. Not only is she going on a small headline tour in the fall, and she also re-released Coma with Cassidy Pope, but she announced the release of her brand new EP, the Certified to Present EP. This will be released on September 22nd. Now, it's been nearly seven years since she put out a project entirely of songs that she's written herself, and it is time. It is time, you guys. I am so excited. If you guys don't remember, Taylor Acorn started off as a country musician, and she just didn't feel like it was her vibe, so she moved on to doing covers of pop punk songs on TikTok, and this is essentially how she got her fame. So this is going to be her first full collection of pop punk songs that she's written herself in the new genre. I am so excited for her. I cannot congratulate her enough. This is a huge accomplishment and I can't wait to hear the full certified depressant EP. You can pre-save her brand new EP right now. Go to Taylor's social media and click on the link in her bio and then you can pre-save it right now. I'm so excited, you guys, and you should be excited, too. This is going to be amazing. September 22nd can't come any sooner. Lastly, on our new release radar, we've got Sucker Punch with a brand new single titled Game Time. This song is described by the band as pop punk meets country, which personally, I don't feel as much country in it. It definitely feels like it could be a little influenced by it, but it definitely has a lot more solid pop punk vibes to me. But regardless of how you kind of genre bend this, it is an incredible single. It's amazing. And as you guys know, I featured Sucker Punch a couple weeks ago and they're just so friendly. They are the best dudes ever and they're out here doing the most, just making positive music just doing it because they love it and they're such good dudes. So make sure you check them out if you haven't yet. Make sure you go back and listen to their interview. I believe it was season four, episode four. So that was fairly recently. So go ahead, check out their interview if you haven't and then make sure you stream their brand new song, Game Time. Like I said last week, it's that time of year. All of the bands are sharing their fall tour announcements, and I am so excited to share them with you. First up, we've got Royal and the Serpent with their first ever headline tour. This is insane. They just came off of a tour with Fall Out Boy, and that was incredible. I got to see them there. I absolutely loved them. So now they're going on their first ever headline run in North America. So it's called the I'll Never Give Up On You Tour, and they have yet to announce who they're taking along with them on the road. I'm really excited to see who it is. I have a feeling it's going to be amazing. But this tour is going to start off on October 14th in Phoenix, Arizona. They're going to make their way through the United States 
through Canada a little bit. And then they're going to end on November 18th in Los Angeles, California. This is big news for them. I cannot congratulate them enough. This is amazing. They have featured on a handful of other pop punk songs in the last couple of years. They've had a couple of really big tours that they've opened for. And this is just their time. They are a really big up-and-coming band in the scene to watch out for. And of course, they have a female lead. She is incredible. She is Royal and the Serpent. We love her. She's weird. She's real. She's raw. And she is exactly the representation we need in the scene right now. So if you're able to make it out to this tour, I highly suggest you do. Check out royalandtheserpent.com or check out their social media for the full list of cities that they will be hitting up. Next up, we've got Magnolia Park embarking on their first West Coast headliner in October. They're bringing TX2, Pop Tropica Sluts, and 408 with them on tour. This is so exciting. I love Magnolia Park. They're so unique and so fun and just another great band with amazing representation in the scene that we need right now. They will be embarking on tour starting October 5th in Houston, Texas, making their way through the country a little bit on the West Coast, and then they will be ending on October 29th in Cincinnati, Ohio. Again, Magnolia Park is another incredible live band to go see, so if you've never seen them before, if they've been on your bucket list, you should definitely check them out. Again, this is just a West Coast tour, so not everyone in the country will be able to see them, but that's okay. You can visit magnoliaparkband.com for the full list of cities that they will be touring. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, that is all the news I've got for you this week. So it's time for our featured artist segment. You guys, I've been hyping this up all week. I am so excited to share this featured artist with you. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, this is a band that I have been wanting to interview for a very long time, and it's a band that I look up to very highly. Now, this is an international band. They have not yet toured in the U.S., but they have been making moves online and on Spotify. They have one really big hit and even a debut album that they just released. Now, I don't know if you guys have been able to guess who this is, but I'm so excited to share them with you. So without further ado, can we get a drum roll, please? I can't believe I'm saying this right now. This week's featured artist is Red Hook. Hey everyone, we are here today with a really special guest. I've been wanting to interview her for such a long time. It's Emmy Mack from Red Hook. I'm so excited to have you on, Emmy. Oh my god, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. We were just talking before. It's like it's I'm in Australia, so it's very late here and it's yeah. very, very early where you are. So we're like meeting in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's 7 a.m. here for me, about 10 o'clock for Emmy. It is insane, but I, I'm so, so glad to be on here with you. This is gonna be such a fun chat. So oh, yeah, thank you for taking time work. out. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I went to Australia once actually when um 
it was like a couple of years ago. It was right before COVID hit. So I remember trying to call my family and I was just like, I don't even know what time it is there. Hopefully someone answers. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's 15 hours is a, a long difference. It's to be ridiculous. Away. It's basically another planet, essentially. It, <laughs> it is. Because you, you were um, messaging me trying to figure out a time and you were like, oh, what about like this time? And I was like, oh my God, is that like literally tomorrow? at the-? And I was like, oh no, I still have plenty of time to get this ready. It'll be all right. Like, <laughs> I know it's literally like I'm coming to you for the future. It's like <laughs> it is Tuesday it's night here, and it's just peeping just on Tuesday morning. Oh barely God. morning. It's it's actually surprisingly light out for it being seven in the morning. But you know, I'm excited. So, yay! I'm so excited to have you on here. Do you want to just introduce yourself again with your name, pronouns? You already said where you're from, but yeah, all that. Yeah. Um. So my name's Emmy Mack. Uh, she, her. I'm from Sydney, Australia, and yes. I play in a band called Red Hook. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so, I can't believe you're even saying that. I'm so excited ah. to have you on. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. So um, how would you kind of describe your personal branding to someone who's never heard Red Hook before? Ooh, so Red Hook, I guess like in its simplest form is it's the kind of music that you can that you can cry to, that you can dance to, and that you can mosh to. It's a combination oh of all those ingredients. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you guys have such a unique sound that it, I just love it so much. I don't know how to describe it. Um, personally, my favorite song of your guys is, is Dead Walk. I love that oh. song so much. And it seems like it was just kind of a random single put out in 2020. So I don't know if there was more intention with it, but I... I fucking love that song. I, oh, it's, it's so amazing. Yeah, honestly, it's one of my faves as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was so happy with how that song turned out. Um, yeah. yeah. But thank you. Thank yeah. You. You're welcome. Um, it's yeah, amazing. Kind words. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. Um, what is it like kind of, you know, being in a music scene in Australia? What is it like sharing grounds with like Five Seconds of Summer and Stand Atlantic? How has your experience kind of been in, in the punk scene? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I've never met the five sauce guys, um, here, but, um, yeah, we're really, really good friends with San Atlantic. Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, if it, if it differs from city to city here in Australia, but I feel like in Sydney, everyone's, everyone's pretty tight. Like Sydney's an interesting place. Like our government's kind of fucked. So the past like decade or so, there's just been all of these like really fucked up laws that have just kind of decimated uh the the whole uh live music space um and this was before COVID so wow I feel like it's kind of bred this kind of camaraderie between all of the bands in the scene just um you know because I'm a big proponent of lift as you climb and you know celebrate each other's successes and I I feel like that's that's kind of the vibe uh with uh, at least all the bands here that I know, it's just a lot of camaraderie, a lot of positivity. People go to each other's shows. That's um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And oh we're God. getting better. We're on the comeback. Sydney's Sydney's coming back. It feels the whole the whole music scene here feels a lot healthier than it did a couple of years ago. So positive things. That's awesome. I didn't know any of that actually. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to do some more research on that. But I, I didn't know that there was kind of a toxic music scene there. That's very oh, interesting. Well, it wasn't really, it's not so much the music scene. It's more just like a bit of a nanny state. Like New South Wales mm-hmm. is a bit of a nanny state. So there's things like, you know, 
people like will move in next door to a live music venue that's been operating for like a hundred years and then make a noise complaint and then the venue will get shut down because of like this one neighbor or like you know that just making all these ridiculous like lockout laws were a thing for a long time um really really strict liquor licensing laws like you couldn't get shots after midnight like just all of these little things that sort of impact on like people actually wanting to go out and experience like nightlife and like live music and, and oh. that whole side of culture. It's just been like kind of strangled by oh the government God. for the past. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know any of that either. And I, I feel like here in Minnesota, the the liquor laws are kind of similar like that, where you know we close liquor stores at like six p.m. on Sundays, and you Whoa. can't you can only get liquor in like a liquor store like if you go next door to wisconsin you can go to like the nearest gas station and they're like oh you can buy whatever you want and it's like insane when we went to europe it's just like everywhere you go like you can just buy booze and it's the same like i'm pretty sure everywhere in australia is the same like you can only buy alcohol from like a liquor store or like a, a licensed venue that has like a you know sort of takeaway section yeah, um, that's that's kind of the way it is here in in my state too. So like that's not surprising, but like they can still like sell liquor like late, you know, at like the nightclubs or like even the venues. But most venues, like most concerts, don't go past midnight anyway. So it's just it's a little bit of a different experience. But yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Thanks for sharing that. That's oh, well, that's, that's okay. Crazy. But I promise, yeah. if you come visit us in Sydney, hopefully things will be a bit more chill. Oh, I hope so. Well, like, I... Not chill. A bit more fun. <laughs> a bit more. I... I hope so um when I visited it was actually for for a school trip I was in marching band with my college and we did like yeah we did we did like a Royal Caribbean cruise and we did like a show in front of the Sydney Opera House and then we we explored New Zealand it was super cool but I was only 19 at the time and here in the states you have to be 21 to drink so I like didn't it was weird because some places they would be like, sure, yeah, whatever, have a drink. But other places, like, I had to take my passport and it was just, like, super annoying. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. So next time I will be of age. I'm yeah. 23, so I can actually drink. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's a very weird experience going somewhere where you're like, oh, I have never had this opportunity before. And now I can. It's it's kind of crazy. Now it's but, legal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like it, it's 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 nice. It was it was a very I, fun I, had trip. That ex- I think when after I turned 18, like I still felt like really naughty every time I <laughs> got like, even though it was legal, you still feel like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. It's weird. absolutely it's like, well, I, for that to kind of wear off absolutely I I felt like that too I was like is someone gonna think my ID is fake like because I've heard stories of of people's like real IDs being cut up because like whoever you know the bouncer thought it was fake and it's like what is wrong with you this is my ID like (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny that's unfortunate that happens but it does unfortunately and I have a very young face so I'm always like afraid that people are going to think I'm faking it I'm like I'm not I swear I'm I'm an adult (laughs) but yeah all right we're going to switch topics a little bit here so part of what I love to do on my podcast is I love to promote and empower women in the scene and obviously you are one so I would like to know what your personal thoughts are on women representation in the pop punk scene how do you feel about that 
Um, I think that obviously it's it's always kind of been an issue, but yeah. I definitely feel like we're heading in a really positive direction. Like I'm, you know, like I am so inspired. I've never been so inspired by all of the like amazing uh, firm identifying artists and female artists who are like kicking ass and just releasing killer music uh than right now like it and it's, it's interesting because when I when I grew up and um you know people always ask you about like your influences I didn't have any female influences like musicians yeah. wise because there was no one whose music I really vibed with but yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's going to change because there are so many yeah there's just so many amazing legendary artists like even just here in Australia like shout out Stan Atlantic it was truly like just who are just killing it and making music on their own terms and like you know all these different voices I, I think yeah like we still got a long way to go if you look at any sort of pop punk festival lineup you'll see that but we're doing better and change doesn't happen overnight it happens gradually and we're we're on the right path I think absolutely I couldn't agree more and because like you know, for me growing up in the early 2000s, all we really had for like pop punk women was like Haley Williams and mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne. And those were like the two names you consistently heard. And everyone will compare you to Haley Williams if even if you are nothing like her, they're like, oh, yeah, you totally give me Paramore vibes. And I'm like, that cannot be true to, for everyone. Like, you can't just say that because he's the only one you know, you know? So, and, I, and you know what? And it's like, it's a funny thing because, yes, oh my God, this has happened to me so many times. <laughs> Even though when Red Hook first started, like, we were essentially a new metal band. Like, the music that we were making sounded more like, you know, like Linkin Park than Paramore. Yeah, but absolutely. we still got so many Paramore comparisons. But nobody, I don't feel like nobody ever does it in a malicious way. I right. think it's just because, like, and bless Hayley Williams, absolutely. I icon. love her. Yes, this and is nothing against her. I love her. Never, but. <laughs> never, never. Like, she's amazing and I worship her till the day I die. But yeah. I think it's just they, especially, especially people from, like, outside the scene, I, I think they just don't have any of those other cult, like pop cultural touchstones. It's like, a, oh, a, a female-fronted band with a guitar. It must sound like yeah. terrible. There, there really aren't that many other references that they can that they can throw. Um, right. But so, like you know, bless. It's kind of like you're like, oh, like it's sweet. Like you're trying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like I had someone at, at my job literally say that I looked like Haley Williams just because my hair was colored, and I was like, I don't look anything like her. I appreciate that, but like, and I use her hair dye, but I'm like, I literally yeah. don't look anything like her. You're like, thank so, you for the compliment. But yes, I'm like, like, thank you. That's a high compliment, I guess. But I know it's not true. But thank you anyway. Like, <laughs> it's funny. But um, I I love what Stan Atlantic is doing in the scene. I I have loved them for so many years now, and I just idolize them so much. And honestly, I I do compare your music to Stan Atlantic a lot, especially their new album. Like they came out hot and fiery with fear, and I it's amazing. And I completely see Red Hook in that as well. Oh, thank you. There are, look, there are good mates and I <laughs> fucking stand the hell out. Like, Bonnie is just, she's one of my favorite, like, lyricists, like, yes. in the world. Yes, yeah. She, like, Sometimes lyrics, I don't even I just, know I'm, what I'm she's big, saying and I love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, they're just so creative and I love that. I'm a big lyric snob, but, like, everything Bon comes out with, I'm just like, oh, genius. <laughs> like, I love it. I know. 
Um, and yeah, like I don't know. She's yeah, she's a fucking icon, man. That's all I can yes. say. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I feel like more people need to know about their band. I feel like I'll talk about them and just like with random people that are like aren't in the, the scene or anything and they're like, I don't know who they are. And I'm like, Well, you should. Like, you know what I mean? Like where have you been? Yeah, literally. Um but so I guess what has your experience kind of been like as a woman in the industry? Have you felt any like discrimination or hardships because of your gender? Yeah, I mean, like, totally. I feel like we've all had those experiences sort of, um, you know, a lot of, I remember the, the probably the most, do you want, do you want like a, a lighthearted one or a more traumatic one? <laughs> I don't know. Which, whichever you're feeling today I suppose all right I'll go I'll give you both like I mean I've had plenty <laughs> of experiences especially like sort of early in earlier bands where like especially if you because I used to like I, I don't have like one particular style some days I'll feel like being like super glamorous and then other days I'll feel like you know wearing a hoodie and a fucking beanie and some like baggy pants <laughs> And yeah. um, I, but like there were a few gigs that I went to and I dressed like super girly, like I'd wear like a cute little party dress and heels, like before I get changed into my stage clothes. And I, so many times I'd have people be like, um, excuse me, hon, you're not allowed to be here. This is band only. And I'd just be like, fuck <laughs> you, man. Like, just like, I am the band. I am the singer. Please. Yeah, I'm like, the <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that happened so many times that it just kind of became beyond a joke. And I think that definitely, I think that says a lot about, um, I guess this, I guess like the stereotypes and the way, and not just like the representation of uh, women in music, but also our expectations of what women in pop punk music should look like. And I feel like, you know, there's this, there's always been this expectation to, you know, like be androgynous, be one of the boys, like, you know, mm-hmm. desexualize yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's something that we, that I believe is starting to change in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely experienced that. But I think the mo- the thing that fucked me up the most was when I was, so in my early 20s, I think I was like 22. Mm-hmm. And this was like one of my old bands and we had these managers who wanted to work with us, these really big, like we, we were no one. We were like a nothing band who'd done nothing, but they saw potential in us. So like as all young starry-eyed bands do, we were like, oh, yes, like we have to work with them. Like this is a big break. Yeah. And I remember like word for word being on the phone to them and having this conversation and they asked me how old I was. Yeah. And I told them that I was 22. Mm-hmm dead silence like just radio silence and I was like is is that is that okay like is that and they were like oh oh all right um okay that's that's not what we expected um we are going to have to accelerate our timeline um we've got maybe a year left before you're just going to be too old and no one in the industry will want to touch you Um, but but we're just going to have to move really really fast Oh my god. That like has fucked me up to this day. Like it's like horrible. That's like like I'm literally 23 and if that was the timeline that was actually true like I if I wanted to like do music right now they'd be like ah nah you're too old. I I, I, like I literally barely even 
feel like an adult. Like, that's not fair. Right? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's so fucked. I am so sorry you had to go through that. And oh. anyone else who's had to deal with that, which I'm sure is plenty of people that don't talk about it, that's so horrible. And Yeah, it's so um, fucked up. And I just, and can we just, like, completely just scrap that whole mindset that any artist, not just women, any artist's value decreases with like their every birthday like fuck that yeah. like, you get, like with anything like you get better at what you do like the more right. experience and the more you know wisdom that you get like you you become a better songwriter you become a better performer like mm-hmm. I'm living proof of that I was fucking shit when I was 22 <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's the good thing now about like the way that I guess like all the gatekeeping in the industry is slowly starting to break down is that we don't have these, you know, like prehistoric white male douchebags. Literally. Like sort of gatekeeping everything. And uh-huh. And it's not even just the music industry too. They these old fucks literally run our countries and they run our lives and they tell us who we can and can't be what we can do with our bodies and it's it's fucked we live in a very terrible world and i just yeah i i just really hope to help at least promote change you know and that that's like half the reason i started this podcast i was like there's so much incredible female representation in music that just doesn't see the light of day because people just don't give them a chance and Mm. so I I just really want to change that you know what I mean that's kind of why I'm here is just to shed some light on people that don't usually get a ton of representation I love that I like I love that so much and that (laughs) that whole ethos just speaks to my soul so much I I love it there's nothing that annoys me more than when I think especially like with the, the echo chamber of the internet like you know even sometimes like we've seen it like here in Australia with like you know whenever whenever a lineup like a you know a festival lineup comes out and there's you know a very shit amount of women on the lineup and it's this big sausage fest and people just kind of like yell at the problem like but no one but I think yeah like, like exactly what you're doing like the best way to create positive change isn't just by like yelling at the problem like yes it's part of it like calling out the problem is step one but then Mm -hmm. it's like what's something positive that I can do to to change this and impact this situation in a positive way and that's exactly what you're doing and props to you like I I I love it thank you that means so much to me honestly because I I started this thing like almost a year ago now so I'm still pretty fresh at doing this podcasting thing and I I just had a vision I was like you know there's all these incredible artists that I know about and it seems like no one else does and they should, you know, and they deserve that kind of, you know, positivity and just people who just want to be there for the music, you know, I just want people to be heard and to have their music be be loved by people, you know, so that's, that's the goal. And I hope one day, you know, I can be a part of helping to make some you know, all female t- uh, tour or some kind of festival or something. I could be oh, a part yeah, of it. Like, sick. I would love to do something like that. And that's that's been like a huge dream of mine. I would love to just see it happen. You know, like I'm in. I'm in. Yes. Oh my saying. god. If if we make it happen, you're on the guest list for sure. Like you are performing. You are there. Dress how you want. You know, like no one can stop you. Like. Yeah. I love it. I'm That's so the dream. I've been looking for an excuse to come to the U.S. So oh, my God. Me. I know. I was going to ask you because I, I don't – you've never toured in the U.S. at all, have you? 
Have you been to the States like at all? No, never. never. And it's the one place I want to go more than anywhere else in the whole world. Like, yeah. since I'm a kid, I wanted to go over there. Oh my God. It's okay. It's, it's fine here in some places. Some places <laughs> are not so fine. I would avoid the South especially you know I don't know but um here in Minnesota it's it's pretty it's pretty nice here I like it the the climate's cold in the winter that's for sure but otherwise the people are pretty nice for the most part and quite liberal so it's nice yes yes but otherwise like yeah the U.S. is it's fine it is what it is but it seems (laughs) to be a lot of bands do come here and I would love for you guys to come here and tour that would be amazing we want to so bad we every I feel like every single time we post anything tour related we have so many because like most about the majority of our fans are in America which is crazy that we've never that we've never toured over there but it's just um Oh, without like getting into boring like logistical chat we're completely independent we're a completely mm-hmm. independent band we do everything ourselves and wow. unfortunately like it's just like to tour to, to tour the u.s like to get the working visas that like artists require to get over there um it's just so expensive it's so much money and it's um, and it's money that if we like go to europe mm-hmm does it we don't have to do that we can just it's just wow. you know you pay flats accommodation van really? all that stuff that's nuts I yeah it's a that. big it's I think I think it's going to be a problem for a lot of bands like we've, there's this, there's a band um an Australian band I think a patient 67 I think that's right they just did this really big post about they're supposed to be coming to the U.S. to play like Blue Ridge festival mm. and then they they couldn't do it because of some issues with like the visas and they exhausted everything oh. it's really, it really really sucks it's like come on guys just let us in we just want to that play. does that sucks so bad and i i guess i i've never realized how how bad that is and like what it takes to truly like come to the united states and i didn't know that red hook was still an independent band that's super admirable too so like yeah and i'm learning more and more as i'm talking to more artists that like being independent is fucking hard like you guys literally pay for everything yourselves you you know you're putting in all the work you're doing all the promotions and booking you know all of the interviews and the the gigs and that's just that's a lot of work so I get it that's a lot of work (sighs) the payoff the payoff's really good the cool thing is like it's been a hard slog but we're at a point now where like you know I'm like Red Hook's paying me a wage and that's money that like we've earned together because we own all of our music we own everything nobody like nobody else owns like a fraction of any of our shit and so it's cool like that side of things is cool but it it is a hard out it's a it's a very hard path yeah that's amazing though Yeah, that's amazing, though, because so many musicians can't say that they own the music that they've worked so hard to produce. So, like, that's amazing. So, mad congratulations to you guys. That's that's awesome. And you should be proud of that. So, yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about your debut album, Postcard from a Living Hell. I fucking love that album. You guys just popped off with that one it's amazing so just tell me what are some of the themes and inspirations for the songs on that album oh thank you so much well I guess yeah like the whole I guess the postcard postcard from living hell concept is because all all of the songs are kind of about different I guess kind of negative shit that 
can make life feel like a living hell. Like, you know, there's, <laughs> and it's really dark. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really fun songs, but there's a lot of really dark themes, mm-hmm. like you know, intrusive thoughts of self-harm, mm-hmm. um, like sexual assaults, mm-hmm. um, you know, like just self, just general self-loathing and the little voice in your head that tells you that you're a piece of shit and that you should fail. Like it's, yeah. it's just kind of like this, it's a, it's a quite a dystopian record, but what we wanted to do with the music um, I guess on the one hand, um, was create a collection of songs where every song had its own personality and its own unique vibe. Like you couldn't confuse any two songs on the album together mm-hmm. because every one of them just has a really colorful personality of its own, um, yeah. both musically and lyrically. Um, but yeah, also, um, I guess talking about these dark themes and stuff but you know in a cathartic way and a lot of the songs are like you know make you want to dance or like mosh or Uh (laughs) absolutely and like I feel like I catch myself getting like little bits of of your songs stuck in my head all the time and I'll just be it's just amazing and like I love your ability to like be singing one moment and then you just have like a screaming moment for a few seconds and then it's like back to like singing like I love that kind of dynamic because like for me personally I can't do songs that are just like screaming the whole time but yours is the perfect balance of both <laughs> that just like it just like tickles my brain in the right way you know and I just I, I love it I think you're I so so creative yeah, I'm ex- and I'm exactly the same as you like I like a little salt and pepper like a little yes. bit of screaming here and there but I am um, I do not enjoy listening to songs where there's like zero like I mean like rapping is kind of different but I mean like if it's just like I know I have friends that will listen to to bands that are just like screaming hard drums the whole time and I'm like holy crap I'm gonna have a heart attack or something I'm just like this is too much like yeah, yeah. but you guys do it extremely tastefully I I am such a fan of of how unique your sound is and yeah you guys are doing the most it's it's amazing so thank you Sydney. that means that means yes. a lot to me you're yeah. saying so many nice things to me tonight <laughs> yeah, it's, it's because I've been wanting to interview you forever and I just can't help it because I love your music so much so <laughs> thank you again the honor is is truly mine so um yeah tell me about what it was like working with Michaela from yours truly on imposter how did that collaboration kind of come to be oh yeah well um well like Michaela's like we've we've been friends for a long time um and yeah obviously big fans of yours truly for a long time Mm -hmm. um yeah, I'm not sure if, if you know, but Michaela and Lockie from Mills truly both did gang vocals on our on bad decisions. So they're like, yes, like ways yes. of them singing on the track. Yes. And Craig also, so my guitarist Craig also um worked on their, I think it was their album. Was it self-care? I hope I, I hope I'm getting it right. I'm not confused with <laughs> Yeah, he worked on yeah, self-care. And um, so like there's been a lot of um, you know, like crossover and yes. Yeah, I don't know. We, I always, Meek was at the top of my list to like get for a collab on the album, and Imposter sort of felt like the right song. And we also share a producer, Stevie Knight, and he nice. kind of connected us on that. But then, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you know, like, the, <laughs> just I guess the trauma bonding that kind of happened on that song with both of us. But we were both going through 
like very eerily similar breakups with yeah. uh with people who had uh like done a lot of lying and a lot of manipulation and we were both in the same sort of place of this head fuckery and trying to figure out what was reality and mm-hmm. what was not and so we just yeah like both poured that into this song and just and it was really beautiful it was really cathartic yeah. and it really like and it like our friendship became so much deeper because of not just like what like the art side of things but actually like we sort of started like supporting each other yeah we're both going through and like updating each other and yeah so it was that song is extra special to me because because of that and because of Michaela yeah that's so sweet and like it's obviously super unfortunate you guys are both going through those hard times and I I've done that too I've I've gone through some really shitty breakups as well and it's you know ruined me so like I that must be so healing and just nice to have someone who who gets it and can you know create art with you. That's that's honestly so magical. So Thank that's you. awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm so sorry that you can. I'm so sorry that you can relate to that shit experience. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, I feel like there's way too many of us who have these kinds of stories. Yeah. But um. It is. But yeah, and it was it was just it was so strange, like so transformative, like turning something that was so horrible and fucked us up both of us like so much into something like so beautiful and amazing and when we were filming the imposter music video there was this scene at the end where we're both just kind of having this like spice girls kind of like dance in the lounge yeah there happens to be a guy who's been like disemboweled like behind us but yeah yeah, I've I've seen the video fun and like dancing to this song that we wrote about like our deep-seated trauma (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I've seen the video too and I was like this is so gory. I was like this is crazy. Like you guys you guys made it look real spooky and you guys did a great job with it. So, it's Thank awesome. You. Shout out yes. to, direct, to our director Colin. He's a genius. Yes. Oh my god, incredible. I I'm such a big fan of everything you guys do. So, you guys are doing everything flawlessly. I love it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's shift a little bit. So um, who are some of your favorite artists or bands that you'd like to pull inspiration from when you're writing music? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I guess it it kind of changes and I kind of like I kind of try and make sure it changes. So I, so mm-hmm. that our songs don't end up kind of being too like samey because I, I like yeah. to sort of challenge myself and draw inspiration for lots of lots of different sometimes weird places so I'd never like kind of kind of think oh like what would this band do but in terms but I guess in terms of like songwriting like my favorite bands are the ones who are kind of that do things that are surprising and kind of push the boundaries especially in like pop punk and heavy music and kind of like sort of cross-pollinate with other elements that you wouldn't normally expect and which is why like yes Dan Atlantic are one of my favorite bands I love what they do mm-hmm. um obviously bring me the horizon goes without yeah. saying yeah um, don't broker um yeah. in the UK they're freaking awesome like they're yeah. just amazing songwriters as well um nice. yeah Nice. That all that all checks out. It all checks out. That all feels very red hook to me when you like <laughs> combine them. So I I love that. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, what for you would be your favorite song to perform live? Ooh, out of like out of our songs? Yes. 
Ooh, that's a tough one because it, it keeps changing. It keeps yeah. changing. Um, oh, what's my favorite? I mean, Off With Your Head's been like really, really fun. I like it when it just, because it's like very rapid. I love so that one. I worry about hitting bong notes, so I can just like yeah. be crazy. Yeah. But I've been on our last Australian tour. Um, Soju was just so much oh. fun. I, I could see that. Oh my god! It was just, it was just amazing. Like I, it was, it. I think that song, because when we we first played it live, was like just after we'd released it, and I don't think people really knew the words yet. So yeah. kind of like, oh, this song feels like a bit of a downer in the, in the mm-hmm. old set. Like maybe we should ditch it. And then <laughs> when we did our last headline tour here in Australia, it was just like hundreds and hundreds of people singing along to like every word with their fucking fingers in the air <laughs> like, is it another fuck yeah it was so cool. oh my god that's incredible um, that has to but yeah be also like feeling. jabberwocky and bad decisions yes also, like, yes very special in different ways it's hard to choose mm-hmm. like yeah. the babies Yes, I I know. I feel like I asked that question, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm making you choose your favorite child, I know. but like, don't tell them. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about bad decisions though, because that was the song that actually got me like into Red Hook. So I was like, I think I was literally just like listening to like some daily mixes on Spotify or whatever, and that song just kept coming back and I was like who is this I was like this is amazing and then I was like um yes it was that song and I was like because I had no idea who you guys were prior to them and I was like oh my god this is incredible let's see what else they've got and then I just kept (laughs) listening to more and like the deeper I went the more I was like they're a fucking awesome band so like yeah you I can owe or I can owe a ton of you know why I love you to bad decisions and that song is just is fucking amazing so and oh, that relatable so I, was, I was so nervous when, before we released that song really oh my god it's... i was just like oh all these people are gonna just know like the worst things about me <laughs> i'm just like putting down they don't have to know it's true they can just say that you you can just say you you made it up like yeah, I, you know hypothetical like <laughs> none of it's That's true so funny. i'm like man i am in so much debt shit i'm like oh man <laughs> <laughs> here we are we're living we're vibing <laughs> the amount of people who've told me that like I think that the, the key line is people will say um like I feel personally attacked by this song <laughs> and I'm like well good I'm glad good. I'm glad that it's not because I just I was so worried that I'd release it and then so many people would be like this Emmy chick's like real fucked up hey like <laughs> But it's just been really nice to kind yeah. of have so many people relate to it and be like, I too am a fucked up mess. It is. I'm like, I'm angry and depressed. Like, I make bad decisions. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great song. And uh, even if it's maybe unfortunate that we can relate to it, it, it's a great song. I love it. All right. What region or country would be your favorite to perform in that you have performed in so far? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, region or country, man, I it's it's hard because like we've been to so many amazing places. There's no way that like particularly sticks out. I really had fun in like Darwin in Ooh. Australia. I've Ooh. only ever played one show there, but it was off chops. 
Really? For one show, it had to have been off the charts. That's crazy. It was crazy. I think a few people might have had to go to hospital. That also had nothing to do with us. But it was just like the, the crowd was just so wild. I think they're just because Darwin's like very, very like sort of regional here in Australia. And Australia is ginormous. Oh, and oh, so yeah. it's like they don't really get much in the way of live music there. So I think like when they do, they just go like 10 times harder than anyone else. That's incredible. I I love that. And that must be so rewarding too to have um a crowd like that, you know, that's just like they take your energy and they just like push it back at you. That's gotta be oh, so amazing. It's the best. Like, I'm such like a I'm such a sort of energy sponge. So yeah. like it's if a crowd is giving me lots of energy, even if I'm having the worst day of my life, I'll just be like yes like fuel like yeah you're like you're making me feel better you just go you have to go harder like it just makes you want to go even harder to kind of like match their energy and top their energy and then it just becomes like this this like symbiotic relationship of just everything getting crazier and crazier I love shows like that that's incredible I oh I love that and I love that your most memorable one or like favorite was somewhere that's so not like a big place like that's that honestly says a lot about the place and that's that's amazing so mm. I it's love beautiful that. next time you come to Australia go to Darwin There's oh my god there. I will Ooh, ooh, crocodiles. I'll bring my friend Sadie. She loves crocodiles. So. <laughs> um, they're pretty awesome. They're basically yeah, dinosaurs. They are. They, they are. they literally are, which is kind of insane that they're still even around, but they are. So, right? <laughs> right? They haven't evolved. But, What's with that? No, I, I don't know. I, I guess they just haven't had to yet. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> like they're just the perfect predator. They don't need to. So, I don't know. Exactly. But yeah, nature baby. baby. Um, Going off of kind of the like performing still, um, what is your favorite part of performing a live gig? I think my favorite part is just, I just love it. There's, I don't think I'll ever get used to the feeling of having like hundreds of people sing my lyrics back at me yeah it's it's just it's just the craziest feeling and like it's also great because I don't have to do as much and I can just like let the couch sing. <laughs> no, it's, it's a real it's, vocal it's, saver it's, it's the most surreal feeling in the in the whole world is just seeing all these people sing lyrics that you wrote and that mean so much to you like back it's just yeah it's yeah something else that's got to be incredible. And I'm I'm not a songwriter or anything, but I just, I imagine what it would be like to, you know, you, you wrote something with your whole heart and you put like your feelings or very personal things into it and just having other people yell it back to you. That's just, that's got to feel like, like you're, you're very seen, you know, like that's, that's got to be crazy. So that's totally. Awesome. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's very validating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, one thing I'm I'm always super curious about, do you guys have any like pre-show rituals that you guys do together? Anything? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um no, it's just mine is so lame. Like we don't really have any rituals. Like I have like a nose douche that I will like <laughs> use to like douche my sinuses so that like, oh my nose God. is blocked when I sing, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> That's amazing. I love I, I don't know sexy. what I was expecting, and that was not it, but I am very pleased with the answer. <laughs> Shout out to the nose douche. Hell yeah. I guess 
Oh, those things like sound terrifying to me. I've never done that. And I just feel like I'd feel like I was drowning, you know? I don't know. I'm just it's like... A weird, it's a weird feeling, but you get used to it and you feel really yeah. good afterwards. But it is like, yeah. it's pretty cooked. Like it feels really strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it helps you sing better, it helps you sing better. So, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it, baby. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I'm very pleased with that answer. Um, What for you would you consider it to be the coolest thing that's happened in your career so far? Oh, man. Oh, you really put me on the spot with these I questions. Am, I like, know. <laughs> everything, everything that, um, everything since the album has just been amazing. But I think, fuck, like, I mean, playing Download UK for the 20th anniversary was pretty yeah. insane. Like, playing Rock and Ring last year was pretty insane. But I think, I think I'm probably going to have to just say, like, the fact that our album charted in the in the ARIA charts here in Australia um, without any, like, literally just us, like, again, yeah. like, we're completely independent. We did it all ourselves. And the fact that we sort of charted up there with all the big dogs is pretty, that was pretty special. That was, that was pretty incredible. nice. Yeah. It, oh, my God. Congratulations. That's absolutely incredible. Thank and you. I'm sure you just <laughs> feel... feel like, you know, that, you know, yeah. that, like, the underdogs, like the Mighty Ducks, like, just, yeah. you know going from zero to hero like it it feels it feels very nice yeah that is nice and like I said um I've been listening to you guys for a little while now like I feel like I, Bad Decisions has been on my playlist for like a little while without me even <laughs> doing a ton of research about you guys and then ever since then I've just been like obsessed with you guys but it's been only fairly recently that I've fairly recently in the last like two <laughs> years or so you know that I've been like I've known who you guys are. So that just says a lot about how far you guys have come and, you know, the progress you've made. And that's, that's so incredible. So oh, massive congratulations you. to you guys for, for all your hard work and all the payoff as well. So I'm hoping you guys can come to the States soon. That would be oh, that would so be amazing. List. So <laughs> oh my God. List. Hop on a tour with Stand Atlantic. They've been here a few times. Like, Right, you could, probably do it. you could probably do it. Yeah, maybe. And like, if they're not, see, we just toured with them in Europe, so it's like, if they're I not sick of us, that'd be cool. I know. I saw. I saw that, and I was like, "Damn it!" I was like, "I would have like rocked that show so hard." Oh, oh my man. god, Europe! <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my god, I have. I've never been to Europe, uh, any part of Europe actually. So Australia is actually the only place out of the U.S. I've been. Australia, oh, New Zealand, damn. which is nuts that it was that far away but yeah those are the only yeah places. you were you you did the like after australia <laughs> like every other international flight you ever do is gonna be a total breeze it will be because I, I just remember being on that massive plane and like I still had like like no room to like sit there and I was like sleeping and trying to and it was just horrible and then I'd wake up and they're like you've got food and I was like food I'm asleep like, like I was like I'm like disoriented you know like <laughs> oh man it's yeah. like low, low flights to the west I on I went to Europe I mean less mm-hmm. but there was yeah. this like infant that was just screaming for i swear like six hours straight no i I put like rain sounds out of my ears i was like come on but i could still hear it you're like please just like full blast get this out like oh that's so horrible oh my god i'm sure that baby was not happy either like no one's happy being in an airplane but like he was just he was just saying what we were all feeling yeah yeah and you're just like 
please keep it to yourself, baby. It's okay. <laughs> Fall asleep like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, I, I want to go back to Australia so bad. I, the, I went there and as soon as I came home, I was like, I want to go back. When is the time to go back? Like, <laughs> I love it so much down there. It's amazing. Yes, come back and visit us. I would love to. I'd love nothing more. That that would be amazing. And I I remember being there and was like, I'd love to see a live show here. And I didn't get to because I was only in Sydney for like four days. And then the rest of my trip we spent um like touring New Zealand on a cruise. So, but which was amazing. New Zealand's fucking yeah. cool. I love Your New school Zealand. sounds freaking rad. It was rad, and I got to go there for like way cheaper than it would be if I tried to plan all that stuff myself like it was it was so cool and yeah I, I graduated now so I, I don't get to go on trips anymore but they would do a trip like every two years like it was crazy so, so they'd go cool. to so many cool places so yeah if, milk that student discount seriously because I'm like now I want to go back and I'm like fuck it's gonna cost me way more than it did before but <laughs> it is what it is you know so yeah um, what are some bucket list venues or cities that you would like to play someday? Oh man, well, totally like the US. Yes. I mean, I guess everyone probably says like Madison Square Garden or like oh, Red Rock. Yeah, oh my god, I've never been to Red Rocks and that looks fucking amazing. Like that looks so insane. I would literally yeah. die. I think I would like actually die. Yeah, that looks crazy. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, I've, I also have never been, I've never been to New York actually, which is crazy, but um, yeah, so Madison Square Garden, that would be, that would be a big one too. That's crazy. That'd be so, that'd be so sick. Oh so sick. my God. Just like, I just play like anywhere in Hawaii, like just yeah. on the beach. Oh my I mean. God. Oh my God. A, just like a beach view and you get to see everyone on the beach hanging out and they're drinking like whatever some fruity cocktail that just sounds amazing that sounds oh. like a vibe <laughs> that sounds incredible I love that all oh, those are great answers I love that um and then next question what what musicians or bands would you love to collaborate with in the future Ooh, I'd love to collaborate with do you know electric cowboy Hmm, I don't think so. They're from Germany and they're Ooh. like amazing. They're like oh. imagine like like eighties aerobics music meets <laughs> like crushing metal pop. And they all have like they wear like these wigs and like oh just, my. You watch their videos. Their music is just like it just pumps them so much. And they're we kind of like we're sort of mates with them as well. We met them at Good Things um last year and they're all they're all just legends. So I'd love to collab with them. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna look them up after this. Yeah, that's oh my god. They are amazing. Yeah, I saw they opened for Fallout Boy. Um, or maybe they still are, whatever, if they're still touring, but I got to go see them um a couple of weeks ago, and that was that was crazy. That was that's nuts. So sick. That was a crazy show. Oh what a lineup! Damn, yeah. I want yeah. some of that. Yeah, that was that was nuts. And like Ollie Sykes, like ran around the entire amphitheater, and people were like chasing him, and it was just like nuts. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" But like, and he was like super close to me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts. It was a crazy gig, but it was amazing. Oh my that's god, that's sick. 
yeah I could totally see you guys collaborating that would that would be amazing that would be so sick I also kind of want to collaborate with Limp Bizkit just for the clout (laughs) oh my god I love that I love that I love all your answers that's incredible (laughs) oh my god I me personally I'm manifesting that you guys do something with Sand Atlantic I want that so bad I that want it so bad. Yeah, amazing. This is my personal request. I, okay. I, I would like something from people. With right, guys. I'll let them know. I'll message Paul on that now. I'll be like, yo. Oh my God. Be like, I just did this podcast. She really wants a collab. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would cry. I would simply cry, I think. <laughs> that would be so amazing. Hopefully yeah. one day it'll happen. Yes. Oh my God. I secretly, you're sitting here and you're like, we've already done one, but I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God. Yeah. That would be funny. But um, okay. This is my last big question for you before we have to wrap this up. So, and this one's another heavy hitting one. I'm so sorry, but um, okay. what, what is one song written by another artist that you wish you would have written yourself? Ooh. Well, my brain's just going straight to Stan Atlantic because we've just been yeah. talking about Stan Atlantic. Yeah. But I love this. I don't think it got as I don't think it's it got as much love as it should have. I mean, mm-hmm. probably because the album was just full of straight fire bangers, so like fair. But um their song Shush. It's like yeah, your ones. Um, I think it was of the Pink Elephant LP. Yeah, it was. It, it was. bangs. Like that is such oh, a good song. I oh, fuck. I I love. I love that song. I love Pink Elephant. I love Fear. I love like I'm just obsessed with them. Like they're crazy. Yeah, they're um, incredible. Um, yes. Also, probably Drown by Bring Me the Horizon. I think that's nice. just a perfect song. Nice. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. Love those answers. <laughs> um, okay, so unfortunately we have to wrap this up and i know that you have another interview after this which is nuts nuts it's gonna be like it's gonna be like midnight when you're done with all this that's crazy and my day is just beginning so i might go back to sleep (laughs) (laughs) you'll still look fabulous when you wake up (laughs) thank you thank you i appreciate that but um what can we expect from red hook this fall and into 2024 uh just more tunes baby more music yes. we're in the studio we're like balls deep in the studio right now just writing oh new God. stuff and mm-hmm. cooking up some new spices herbs and yes. spices so we'll yes. um, see where it goes but um yeah Yay. we're pretty excited about the next next chapter yay oh my god that's that makes me so excited and you guys just dropped your debut album in like april so it's it's still pretty fresh so to even hear that you guys are in the studio cranking out new stuff that's that's so cool and i I admire the hustle (laughs) yeah i admire the hustle and i love i love what you guys are doing so keep doing what you're doing keep being amazing and i hope you guys come out to the u.s sometime and i'll make sure to say hello if you guys are in the area or whatever so yeah, yeah. i can't Thank wait you so much for having me sydney and yeah like we'll see whether we get over there first or you come over here first well yeah We'll make something happen. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to, to spend it with me and chat a little bit and we'll get to know you a little bit deeper. So that's, that's incredible. Thank you so much again. It's been so much fun hanging out. Thanks for having me. Yes, you too. All right, pop punk enthusiasts. That was my interview with Emmy Mack of Red Hook. 
I still cannot believe I'm saying that. I love Emmy so much. I love her and her band and what they're doing in the scene. They're absolutely incredible. They're the perfect blend of like new metal, pop punk, and they're just insane. They are the coolest band ever right now, and I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview. If you're interested in following Red Hook on Instagram, their handle is WeAreRedHook, and if you'd like to follow Emmy herself, it is Emmy Redhook. I just wanted to say another massive thank you so much to Emmy Mack for guesting on this week's episode. It seriously means the absolute world to me. This has been a dream of mine for so long now. Like I said, I happened upon Red Hook one day and they just became an earworm in my head and I just absolutely love them. So thank you so much, Emmy. This was so cool. And I hope you guys can make your way to the U.S. very, very soon. That would make me so stoked. And I know all of your American fans are sitting here waiting so very patiently for the day that that happens. If you loved this week's episode, make sure you share it with someone that you think would also love it. Please show Emmy Mack and Red Hook so much love this week. They mean so much to me and show them you guys are the best fans ever. So I'd love to see this shared around the web as much as possible. They deserve it. They are such an incredible band and still independent, like Emmy said. So they are starting to get a lot of traction around the world. They've got a ton of fans, but they need your help to really grow their fan base and get to America and go on those crazy wild tours that you know that they dream of. Additionally, if you'd like to support Red Hook further, they do have merch available on their merch store. Go to their Instagram at WeAreRedHook. They've got a link tree in their bio to everything you could possibly need from them. They've got links to their store. They've got tour tickets, merchandise, all of it. So make sure you go check it out, support them, buy some of their physical music. They've got vinyls available, CDs. They've got a ton of t-shirts. You guys, they're amazing. Make sure you go support them. This is where I'm going to have to leave you this week, pop punk enthusiasts. Thank you again so much for tuning into this week's episode. I am so glad you guys I finally got to interview Red Hook. I finally got to release this to you guys. I'm so glad you guys are here to listen to it. It means so much to me. Make sure you rate our show five stars on Spotify. That would mean so much to me. It shows me that you love the content I'm providing and it helps us get seen more on Spotify so we can keep spreading the word of small artists all across the world. Remember to check out my Patreon if you're interested in a couple extra perks to go along with Pop Punk Promo. You get featured artist sneak peeks, you get 20% off our merch store, and you get video interview access, all of that good stuff. Make sure you check it out at patreon.com slash poppunkpromo. If you're a musician looking for a little extra promo, make sure you check out poppunkpromo.com and I've got a form that you can fill out at the bottom of the homepage where you can request a featured artist interview. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you found us, why you'd love to be a featured artist on Pop Punk Promo, and we'll get back to you very shortly. Again, that's poppunkpromo.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, Pop Punk Enthusiasts. Have a great rest of your week. Be kind to yourself and each other. We'll catch you again next week on Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for another episode of Pop Punk Promo. See you later.
For more information on how you can become a featured artist, visit poppunkpromo.com.